so good. Amen. <laughs> so happy to have you join in with us tonight through Facebook Live. And it won't be long till things are going to change and we're going to start seeing things happen. We're going to be having service here Sunday morning at 1045. The doors are going to open at 1030 as we always do. And uh, we want you to come and and uh, be here. This is for precautionary methods so that, that we just open it at a certain time and that way um, people feel safer and we want people to feel safe and, and we want you to know that you'll be safe if you come and join us this Sunday and let God just minister to you in a special way. And we're looking forward to what God's going to do. God was here last Sunday. He's going to be here this coming Sunday. He was here last Wednesday night. He was here last Sunday night. We had Facebook Live on Sunday night. And I tell you what, we're getting reports of people being blessed by God. Amen? And I want to encourage you tonight with something out of the Word. Uh, you know, in, in a time that we're in and what we're going through as believers and as a nation, as a community, uh, we need to keep our faith in God. We need to keep our eyes focused on Him, focused on what He has done, focused on the victory that He wrought for us 2,000 years ago. Just focus on the fact Jesus is Lord. And we don't need to magnify the devil. We don't need to magnify what the devil's trying to do or what he has done. What we're going to do is exalt Jesus Christ in the time of trauma and trouble and problems because Jesus is Lord over everything. And I want to just minister something to you briefly tonight. I'm not going to hold you real long. And, and, uh, but I want, to, I want to just share a thought with you. And, you know, doubt is something that comes against every human being, every Christian human being. And you're going to face doubt. Somewhere down the line, doubt's going to try to creep in. Now, the word doubt in the Greek is diakrino, which means to be divided between two opinions. And that's what it literally means, to be divided when you doubt. Um, you know, if you doubt somebody or doubt something, you're, you're, you have a different opinion and two different opinions going through your mind, and you're divided in what you're believing. And this is what doubt is. And when, in the crisis that we're in right now, the devil would love to put doubt in your heart. Doubt meaning that you're divided between two opinions. God is punishing us. God is doing this. God's doing that. What we need to understand is, number one, God is interested in your liberty. God's interested in your health. God's interested in you having the joy of the Lord and the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's God's desire. That's God's will. We need to, the devil wants, if he could tell you and make you believe that God is doing all bad things to you, then you're right where he wants you. Because God wants to do good things for you. And I, I think too often we've allowed the enemy to uh, distract us from the truth of God and to cause us to swerve one way or the other off of the path that God has us on of truth and revelation. We need to know that He is Lord. He is Lord over every circumstances. He's Lord over the devil. He defeated the devil 2,000 years ago. Jesus is Lord. He's been exalted. And we now His name is above every name that's in this world. And His name is the name. And it's in that name that we have the victory in that name of Jesus. But Jesus is on our side. 
God's on your side. If God be for you, who can be against you? I want to read some scriptures, Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7. Paul is writing to the church at Colossia here, and he said, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. I, I want to just emphasize some of the wording there. He said, uh, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, and, and every one of us, I'm assuming, have received Jesus Christ as Lord, uh, and you're going to walk in Him, you're going to be rooted. That word rooted, is, is, have you ever seen a plant or a tree that's got deep roots in it? I mean, it's rooted down there, the winds can sway it, and make it go back and forth. But if the roots are deep enough, it can't pull it out. And we're rooted and built up in Jesus Christ. And we're established, established in the faith. Established. We're not wishy-washy. We're established in the faith. And so you've been, as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And I want to read a scripture in Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read these right before we get into the message. But blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now, I know you've read these scriptures, and I know that you've memorized these scriptures, and you've heard it before. But oftentimes, when we get in a predicament, or we get in a, a, a testing or a trial of faith, it, and that's what it is, it's a trial of faith. And uh, you're, the devil's trying to get your faith off of God and faith in what he's doing, that he's going to defeat you, he's going to destroy you, he's got more power, and he's powerful. Uh, listen, we, we've, got to, we've got to establish this thought right here. And I said often, and I said all the time, Satan has been dethroned. He was defeated by the blood of the Lamb and by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. He has no victory. All he has is lies. The only way he can work in a person's life is through deception and through lies. And we need to understand God's Word is truth. Uh, sometimes symptoms will tell you that God's Word isn't truth. But I want to tell you God's Word is over the symptoms. We need to get established in what God says. But blessed is that man. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Then look at Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub or a little tree in the desert, and shall not see when good comes. But he shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not, he and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf 
will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. I don't know about you, but I've got that underlined in my Bible, highlighted in my Bible, and I've got it imprinted on my heart. Because this is something that God wants us to get a hold of as believers tonight. Is it possible to walk in victory every day and never doubt God? I'm asking you that question. Is it possible for you to walk in victory every day and never doubt God? Did you know it hurts God's heart when we doubt Him? Because when you doubt God, you're, you're, you're wavering back and forth between two opinions. Is God faithful or is He not faithful? Is God a truthful God or is God a lying God? Is God the healer or is He the one that puts this junk on us? No. God is the abundant life giver. He wants to give us abundant life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank God. Hallelujah. So, is it possible? Can we as believers come to a maturity in our walk with God and not allow the flesh or circumstances to hinder our faith and prayers? Can we come to that place where whatever the wind blows our way, we're going to stand, or if we're knocked down, we're going to get back up and say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus defeated the devil. And what we're going to do, can, can we come to that place of maturity in our walk? Our maturity in faith. See, it's easy to believe somebody when everything is going good. It's easy to believe God or say you have faith in God when everything is good. You have no problems facing you and coming against you. It's easy to say, well, God's with me. God is here. But then when the, when the winds blow, when the storm comes in, and listen... We live in this world, but we're not of this world. We're in this world where there's storms that rage. We're in this world where they come up suddenly. Have you ever been in a sudden storm to come up suddenly? And I mean, it's ferocious and fear, fear, uh, fearless, and, but it doesn't last long. But during that time, destruction can be done. But you know what we can do? We can stand fast. And we can learn that Jesus is Lord, just like he was in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the night. He was sleeping, and the disciples come and woke him and said, Don't you care that we perish? And Jesus saw the storm, and, and he just said, Peace, be still. The Bible said he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the storm. Now, that word rebuke, when you begin to study into that word rebuke, what Jesus was literally saying, Storm, enough is enough. That's what he was literally saying. Enough is enough. He rebuked the storm. And we're going to have to come to that place. Every one of us are going to have to come to that place. Individually and collectively as a body of believers together. And we're going to have to stand up and say, devil, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Let's get bold. Let's get bold. Now, listen, I know this is getting pretty strong meat here tonight. But I want to tell you something. If we're going to be making it in, if we're going to make it in this end time, we're going to have to live on the strong meat, and we're going to have to grow strong in our faith. God will not fail you. He's not man that he lies, nor the son of man that he has to repent. God is faithful in everything that he said he would do for you. 
And what we've got to do in this time that we're in is to begin to get this down in our hearts. Prayers are meant to be answered. (laughs) And we as believers should expect God's best and we should expect His faithfulness in our life. We should expect the faithfulness of God. I've talked to people and you have too. And you might be one of these and you might be guilty. I was guilty at one time the same way. I was going through trials, and you, you went through trials, and you went through things. And somebody said, well, God's going to come through. And I, and I, I remember years ago, I said, I sure hope so. <laughs> I said it to the wrong person one time. And that person rebuked me because he knew that I was a preacher. And I said, I sure hope so. But you see, I was just coming into this word of faith. I was I was just coming into this point to where I could be mature in my faith and believe God. Just take him at his word and believe him and take him at his word. Listen, you say something, how many want someone to take you at your word when you say something? What if you tell somebody you're going to do something and you say, Are you sure you're going to do that? And they call you every, every 30 minutes and say, uh, Did I hear you right? Are you really going to do this for me? Are you going to, you know what? For long, you're going to irritate that person that wanted to do that for you. But if God told them to do it, they're going to do it anyway. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Every one of us have been in that position. I've been there. We've all been there. But what we've got to do is buckle up and begin to stand up. And realize God is a faithful God. God is a God of truth. He's a God of power. And Jesus is Lord. The devil was defeated. And I I emphasize that over and over in every sermon, every preaching I do. Satan was defeated 2,000 years ago. He's not going to be defeated. He was defeated. One day he's going to be cast into the bottomless pit. One day he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. One day he's going to be bound. And, and, and But you know the thing is, he can't do anything about what his destiny is. But you know what? You and I can do something about our destiny tonight. We can turn the situation around with faith in God and allowing the power of God to move on your behalf. And this is what God's doing. He wants us to get to a point where we're doubt-free in our mind, in our heart, and in our actions. Be doubt-free in it all. But can we believe that our prayers are meant to be answered? I believe that. Our prayers are meant to be answered. And we should expect God's best and His faithfulness in our lives. This is what God wants. Now look at Jesus for just a moment. Jesus was a faith man in this earth. Remember, He was the Son of Man. He, He took up on Himself a fleshly body. He was tempted in like manner as we are. That's what the Word says about Jesus. You can't tempt God. So Jesus, God Himself, came down through Jesus Christ and became flesh man in this world. But Jesus overcome the devil by the Word. The devil tempted him and Jesus said, It is written. In other words, God's word is above every lie that the devil tells you. If the devil tells you something that is putting fear in your heart, listen, God's not the author of fear. God wants peace. He's the author of peace and joy. God doesn't want fear in your heart. Listen, when it comes time to go home, you don't have to have fear in your heart. 
You can have faith and joy knowing that you've finished this course. Paul said, I have finished. I've run my race. I've finished this course. I'm now ready to be offered. Glory to God. And he said, I'm ready to be offered. And he went. And, you know, he died a death. Physically. But spiritually, he didn't die. Because of the spirit of man, after Jesus raised from the dead... And that born-again spirit man, Paul said, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So thank God for the victory that is ours tonight. Can you say praise God? Now, Jesus is a faith person. I want us to look at something in Hebrews 2, verses 14 through 18. Jesus is our example of how to walk in faith and please the Father. Insomuch, then, as the children have partakers... Of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, what? Flesh and blood, Jesus did, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. See, Jesus knew he came for one purpose, to die. But he also knew that in that death, Satan would be dethroned. Death would no longer have the power and the hold on people as it did back then. And so he destroyed him who had the power of death, that is the evil, and, and released those who fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus, when he raised from the dead, guess what? That fear of death left, as far as believers are concerned. We, the fear of death is gone because of what Jesus did. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. And we're of the seed of Abraham. We're Abraham's seed. We're blessed. I like that old song we used to sing years ago. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm the head and not the tail from above and not beneath. Abraham's blessings are mine. And we did, listen, that was kind of a peppy little song, but I want to tell you something. God has made us of the seed of Abraham. And Abraham is blessed, and Abraham's blessings have become ours because of what God said. But look what he said. He destroyed him and released those who fear death for all their lifetime. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid and help to the seed of Abraham, which is us. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be merciful and a, a merciful and faithful high priest, in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself, Jesus himself, has suffered, being tempted, he's able also to help those who are tempted. Glory to God. Jesus is our helper tonight. And by the Spirit of God. So, look what it said now in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We, listen, we need to let it come out of our lips. It's too easy to let fear, doubt, unbelief, and all of these things come out of our mouth rather than the Spirit of life and the Spirit of the Word of life, which is the Word of God coming forth from our lips. It's easier. But we need to hold fast our confession, for we do have a high priest who cannot, who, who sympathized with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus was tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, now this is the part I want to emphasize, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy 
and find grace to help in the time of need. I want to read that again. Let's come boldly. Now, what does that word boldly mean? It means come unashamedly, without bashfulness. Come boldly to the throne of grace, that we can obtain mercy and find grace. Grace. See, that's that word grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor, but it's also God's ability in us. He, we receive that ability of God and to help in the time of need. God's strength, God's power, God's life. Jesus had perfect faith when he was up on this earth. Now, prayer is the believer's key to manifested victory. Now, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've heard people say, I've... I've been praying hard for something to happen. <laughs> I never have figured out what praying hard is. I don't. I really haven't figured that one out yet. But uh, if you if you got the answer, maybe you can give it to me. But prayer is the believer's key to manifested victory. Prayer and faith are power twins that work together for the believer. We're to pray in faith, not fear, not fear. Pray in faith. I'm reminded of a story that this evangelist told one time of, of a, a, a father and his son that they had a farm and they had, I don't know, like weed or whatever it was that they had needed to get in and get it, uh, get it done quickly. And the storm clouds were brewing off in the, in the clouds in the, in the distance and they started rolling in faster and faster and getting darker and darker, lightning and thunder and the wind. And his daddy, he was saying, Come on, son, we got to hurry. We got to hurry. God help us. We got to hurry. Ask God to help us. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And, and, you know, he was worried. He was worried. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of worried people try to pray, and it's a worried prayer, not a faith prayer. We, we've got to come to the point where we can let the faith of God rise in our heart. And the little boy told his daddy, he said, Daddy, let's come on, let's come on. A scared prayer ain't going to do no good now. <laughs> and I tell you what, sometimes we wait till the storm's up on us, then we start trying to cry out to God. A scared prayer is not going to do any good. we got to stand in faith before the storm ever gets there. And believe that God is going to do what He said. Prayer and faith. Pray in faith. Pray in the name of Jesus. I know these are simple things that you know already. But we need to be reminded of it. Pray in faith. Pray in the name of Jesus. Did you know when you say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth what you're saying? The devil knows what you're saying. But if you don't know what you're saying, the devil's going to make you know that you don't know what you're saying. And he's going to try to make a fool of you. But I want to tell you something. If you know what you're saying and you're praying in the name of Jesus. See, God's give you that privilege and that authority to use his name against the powers of darkness because the devil understands. He knows. He understands more so than a lot of believers. But the devil understands he was defeated by Jesus Christ. He knows he was defeated, but he's a liar and a deceiver. So he uses his talents right there. To make you think that he's got you right where he wants you. But listen, pray in faith. Pray in the name of Jesus. And thirdly, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in your prayer language. Now, some of you may be listening and don't believe in praying in the Spirit. But I want to tell you something. There's more and more people 
of all denominations <laughs> that are realizing the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're realizing that it's an impartation of God into our lives. The Holy Spirit of God that helps us to stand up and be strong and be Christ-like and have the authority of Christ in our lives. And this is what praying in the Spirit is. It's praying in the Holy Ghost. When you don't know how to pray or what kind of prayer to offer, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray and let the Holy Spirit pray because He will pray the will of God for you. Now somebody said, well see... I, I knew that whatever happens is going to happen. No, no, I, that's not what it said. <laughs> He's going to pray the will of God. What is the will of God? It's right here between the covers of this book. Jesus, this is His will in New Testament to us. This is His will to us as believers. And when you pray... And you're praying in the Spirit, He's going to pray according to the will of God right here. See, sometimes you don't know how to pray or what kind of prayer to offer, but what you need to do is let the Holy Ghost pray because He will pray the will of God. He's not going to pray any false doctrine or false teaching or or any man-made teaching. He's going to pray the will of God, the truth of God, the pure truth of God. And this is what's going to bring us through as we pray in the Spirit and do what God said. Jesus taught us how to pray. What did Jesus say? He said in this manner in Matthew 6, 9 and 10, Therefore pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You know, sometimes we just have a, we call it a model prayer, and we just speak words, but we don't have the meaning of these words in our hearts. Look what Jesus said. Pray in this way. Pray, our Father. Our Father. See, we've got to understand we have a relationship with God tonight. He's our Father. And we have a right to come to our Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And how do we come? We come in the name of Jesus. Pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is the way Jesus told us to pray. Pray on this manner. Pray that the kingdom of God will come and be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I'm hoping we're helping you tonight. I'm believing we are helping you because it's time that we quit letting the devil beat up on us, pull us down mentally, emotionally, and in our minds and in our spirits because we have more power than what he's got. He is powerless. He is powerless because Jesus defeated him 2,000 years ago. I'm trying to get this over to you as strong as I can. Satan was Defeated. Glory to God. And we are victors through Jesus Christ and His victory that He won. He shares it with us is our victory. So therefore, the devil doesn't have anything to gloat over. Now, faith is necessary. Someone said one time, are you a faith preacher? I'm guilty. I, too, preach faith. I do teach faith. I believe that faith is something that we have to exercise in our own hearts and lives. And we need to understand what faith is. 
And the Bible said, let's come boldly to the throne and find help in the time of need. And faith is necessary to obtain the miraculous. Look what Paul said, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. And by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible or that can be seen. Now, I, I, want, to, I want you to see that. We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to emphasize this just a little more. You can frame your world that you live in right now by the Word of God. Frame your home by the Word of God. Put a perimeter, an imaginary protection line around your home, around your properties, and say, devil, you cannot trespass any longer. Jesus is Lord. And we can do that in the name of the Lord. But it takes faith. See, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Look what Hebrews 4, 2. Look under, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. See, Jesus, he had to endure the pain. He had to endure the punishment. He had to endure the whipping. He had to endure the thorns being crammed down on his head. He had to endure all of this. He despised the shame. But now look what's happened. He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now that word sat and sit, when you sit, The Bible said in Ephesians that the Lord has raised us up and made us, us, believers, sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That word sit, and where it says he sat uh, down at the right hand of the throne of God, means it's in a resting position. When you sit, you're in a resting position. We can rest in what Jesus has done for us 2,000 years ago. We can rest in that fact. Now, I know as we grow in the Lord and we have things that come up against us that if we're not strong in our revelation knowledge of the Word, that's why it's important for you to study the Word, not just hear someone else tell you something. Study it yourself. Get into this thing. Digest it. Eat. This is the bread of life for you. And we need to get into this and let the Word come alive. But Jesus, look unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. He sat down at the right hand of God. So, faith. Where's our faith at? My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith is not in a whipped devil. My faith is not in a demon-powered society. My, my, My faith is in Jesus Christ, the Lord and the King of kings, and the Lord of all. And He's our Redeemer. He's our Savior. He's our Healer. He, he's the one that keeps us and protects us by the blood. It's by the blood. And when we understand by the blood, the devil, it, it's a bloodline around us. Thank God for that. Listen, I'm not going home till God tells me to come home. There's a bloodline around you tonight. And we need to take hold of this in Jesus' name. And we need to pray doubt-free. Now, somebody said, how do you pray doubt-free? Well, let's look at Romans 8, 26 through 28. Likewise, 
the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses and helps our infirmities. Now, that, in the King James says infirmities. Uh, the, the word for infirmities there is, is your inabilities. You, you know, he helps you in your inabilities, your weaknesses, in your inabilities. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit himself, here's the Holy Spirit, that God, Jesus said, I'm giving you, I'm sending you another comforter. He walked with the disciples and he said, I'm leaving and going back to the throne of God. But he said, I'm sending you another comforter, paracletus. That's the word comforter there in the Greek. It said, I'm sending you a paracletus, one to walk alongside you and be with you and to teach you and to guide you and direct you and lead you in all things. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And this is what Paul's saying here. Now then, but the Spirit himself, the Spirit, the Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit. This is who Jesus sent, the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit. And he himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Sometimes we got to, sometimes you don't know how to pray. Sometimes you don't know what to pray. You don't know what words to use when you pray. You know what you need to do? Just pray in the Spirit. And sometimes you even get to the point where there's groanings that can only be uttered by the Holy Ghost through you and groanings in that. Because he searches the hearts. He knows what the mind of the Spirit is. And because he makes intercession, there's that word intercession, for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, I don't, listen, don't just sit down and say everything that happens is a called according to his purpose. No. If you haven't been doing what we've been teaching in this word tonight, then you, you don't, we should not be sitting around and letting the devil do anything he wants to do and say, well, it's just the will of God. This is just the will of God. But no, we know when you pray in the Holy Ghost, God's going to begin to move supernaturally. God's going to begin to move mysteriously. God's going to begin to move where you don't see him moving. God's going to begin to make a way where there is no way. God's going to begin to cause the strong east wind to blow and part the Red Sea just like He did for Israel. And they're going to go across on the next day. See, when you pray and you know and you prayed and groaned in the Spirit, good's going to come to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So praying in the Holy Ghost bypasses this mind. Praying in the Spirit bypasses what you think. We've got to get beyond our knowledge and our smartness and our intelligence and realize we need the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the spirit of the believers directly connected to God. So therefore, it's prayer without doubt involved. See, God never intended for his children to be in a lurch with no hope. God never intended for us to just walk around in this world with no hope. Listen, there's many believers today because of what's happening in our world right now that they're walking around with no hope. They don't see no hope. I'm going to tell you something. I see hope. I see God getting ready. See, in the middle of a pandemonium like we're in and all of this stuff that's happening, that's a right field for revival and a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost. And we might as well get ready because God's going to show himself strong. But God never intended for us. He made provisions for us to walk in victory. 
and in faith, not fear and doubt. And whatever the devil throws at us will not defeat us. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you're not going to have temptations or tests or trials. I'm not saying that. The devil's going to put every roadblock he can up in front of you. But it will not defeat us. Why? Because we're victorious through the blood of Jesus and his victory on the cross. And we've learned how to use our faith and pray doubt-free. Glory to God. Pray without any doubt. Not being divided in our mind or our thinking, but we can just stand boldly and proclaim the truth and victory in the name of Jesus. Father, right now we just declare over every person that's been watching our live stream tonight. We declare your peace that passes all understanding that keeps their heart and mind through Christ Jesus right now. Father, we thank you for the joy of the Lord, which is their strength. Lord, we rebuke any point, any signs of illness, any symptoms that would come their way. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that we're going to rise up in faith. And right now, wherever they're watching us by live stream, just lift your hands and begin to praise God and glorify God right now because victory is yours. It's not coming. It's already yours because Jesus won the victory 2,000 years ago. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for the Word of God. And we just give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. And we just give you glory for it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes. All God, you know, all God wants us to do is just believe Him. Just believe Him. Oh, just believe Him. Well, it's only believe. Only believe. All things are possible only believe only believe only believe all things are possible only now let's make it personal because you see, your walk with the Lord's a personal walk. You can't walk by my faith, or by my wife Pat's faith, or by any other strong believer's faith. You have to walk with faith, your faith, in the Lord. And you need to just lift your hands right now and say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, all things are possible, Lord, I Believe. Now just lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive. Just receive it now. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. 
Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. Contact us. Let us know what God's done for you tonight. We're going to be here Sunday morning live. We'll be live streaming also, but we'll be here Sunday morning for live service. 1045. Doors open at 1030. So as we leave tonight, Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. He's my rock. He's my fortress, He's my deliverer, in Him will I trust. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, we thank You, Lord, and we praise You. Thank You for good reports we're going to hear. In Jesus' name, God bless you all tonight.